0: Central Michigan Pool against Unite. This is the CMU Touchline Talk Podcast with Cody DeBrona and Neil Roseanne. Hello, and welcome to another edition of CMU Touchline Talk. I am your host, Neil Roseanne. Joined here by Cody Debona on a wonderful Thursday afternoon. The weather was so nice today, Cody. You just had to go outside and soak it up.
1: Yeah, it's been a good week. I got the windows open in the house for once to get
0: all the winter stank out. Oh, that winter stank. That is just—it's <laughs> just like the smell of me sitting in front of my TV watching soccer. That's, That's true. The smell with a little bit of like enchilada in there too, because you know we love the Taco Bell. Anyway, before we get going here, shout out to Crystal Bradford, just got drafted, number seven to the L.A. Sparks. God, what a player. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the WNBA. That
1: is a lie. I will not be watching the WNBA. <sighs> I, I, but I'll I watch wanna, a game or two. I
0: will watch. I See, I I finally now have a WNBA team, and it's the L.A. Sparks. <laughs> I'm go. L.A. all through and through, man. But shout-out to her. Obviously, Crystal Bradford, CMU Touchline Talk approved. Absolute yeah, absolutely. Player. What position would she play if she played soccer? Uh, center back. See, I would almost see her as a, like a forward just with the like attitude Actually, I she's got. Cuz yeah. she just wants that she wants the ball. She wants that moment just to score and oh could you imagine that st- that just that mean mug right after a goal just staring right at the camera. I'd love it. Absolutely love it. Let's sign her up for women's soccer ball we're <laughs> out to get her on the women's team. Yeah, no, we team. got we got a pretty good team. Oh. Yeah, that's that's true, but I would love a character <laughs> like her on that team. Speaking of US teams, we are going to be talking all about USA versus Mexico today. That's what we're going to lead off here. The big one, the big game, big as a friendly can get for the U.S. Right. We'll do a little bit of Champions League wrap-up. Um, we had the first legs of the quarterfinals this past week. That'll be some good talk there. We'll get some English Premier League action from this past week with the Manchester Derby and this upcoming week with Chelsea versus Manchester United. And we'll round out the day with the FA Cup semifinals all of which is happening this weekend. But without further ado, we'll get to the game that we really want to talk about. USA dos, Mexico 0. The age-old scoreline reared its head again as the USA C-team beat the Mexico C-team. Dos Acero <laughs> on the shoddiest piece of grass in Texas. A fortunate bounce gave Stanford sophomore Jordan Morris his first ever U.S. goal, and Wagadello then replaced him and scored a goal of his own on the near post to haunt Mexican fans once again. Gotta love, gotta love I was just gonna say match. that, you gotta love
1: it. Uh, scoring a goal for your country against your rival country at 20 years old while you're still in college and not making money playing soccer... He's on top of the world. He you didn't, could, he didn't could, even
0: know how to celebrate. Yeah, he he was just,
1: Oh, man, I was excited. Oh, Speaking of it. screams, we will get into this, but did you hear the scream from Suarez? They had him mic'd up. I did. I sounded did. like R2-D2. Oh, my god! But gosh. moving on. Yeah, he was, I love the reaction on him. Um, and uh, I think it was great for Juan to get that goal uh, for
0: his confidence to boost for the uh, national team. Yeah, no, you, just swagadelo. <laughs> I like, you got it. I just loved it as soon as it went in, I was screaming "Swagadello!" Two young players. One of them, obviously, not proven. One of his first, he was, I think he was the first college starter in the last two decades. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. huge for him. And it really shows Jurgen Klinsmann's maybe just faith in him. He started off the game a little slow. You could tell he had the speed. He just didn't know when to time it right. right. And I know that going on that first goal, it was a fortunate bounce off of uh, Zardes' pass back. But it was the run that he made. If you looked at that mm-hmm. run, that's a, that's a good run anywhere. And he... It was just where he did and that finish was perfect as well. I know it's the Mexican C team, but you just gotta feel happy that both of these guys scored and then most importantly the defense kept a clean sheet.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's even more important. Like you said, um I mean I've been the most skeptical out of, of us too because I, I take the friendlies really seriously because you know, we don't have a, a great um a great conference like a lot of these European teams do. And it was a must-win, and and we did it convincingly. We didn't let in a goal, and uh, we even switched goalies to um, uh, what's uh, the the Mexican uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. His I'm blowing name right it, now. but he plays for uh, Leon in um, yep. Liga Keys, and uh, he proved himself too. He made some good saves, so I was very
0: very happy with this win. Oh, I was so happy! I, I, there weren't any, there actually weren't that many Mexican chances. I was mm-hmm. I, I was pretty happy with the defense. Just to have a cobbled together team against a Mexican cobbled together team is still very good. You know, you just. You just gotta like it, no matter how it is. You just play the team that they set in front of you, and both teams send in their C teams mostly because of where people are in the mm-hmm. world at this point. Like a Dempsey who was injured. Or yeah, Mexico's just, got Herrera playing yep. for Porto in the yeah. Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah, so it, it just wasn't doable. But, hey, you just got to love what they were able to put out there. And, honestly, the biggest takeaway I had from this is Bradley in that diamond as the point with two strikers. He's unstoppable. Knew, That's yeah. where he should have been for the World Cup. We only played one. I know that was a certain situation, but I still feel like we could have done uh, better with him at, at at least the World Cup. But at least here he was doing great job. He was finding all the balls. He had another assist. He's tied for eighth now overall, mm-hmm. still with Clint Dempsey, and I can't remember the other guy on that list. It might be Landon Donovan, or Landon Donovan might be a little bit higher up on there, but I also loved Beckerman back in his spot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's okay yeah, with the non-contact entry. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Gold Cup's a little while away, and I still think I, I, as much as Clint might not want to do it, I'd almost you know, maybe throw in Jermaine Jones, or maybe put in like, a Fabian Johnson in that area. Yeah. I, I still think Beckerman's the best choice there, but yeah I, all, all I'm just imagining is if we can get two uh, two nil with Morris and Agadello as our strikers only imagine what Dempsey and uh, Altador would have been right doing up there
1: yeah I, I agree hundred percent with you about Bradley that was my biggest takeaway too he just he thrives there he gets the ball at his feet one two touch lays it off he'll get it back throw it over the top he finds the balls every time yeah. and uh, you could just
0: tell that he was just he was just in the zone. Yeah, it's just once again, I hate to keep going back to the World Cup, but that Josie Eltador injury really hurt us, didn't allow us to play two up at the top, which then limited Michael Bradley. Because as soon as you take away one of those strikers, more focus goes to Bradley because you know that he's going to hurt you. And when you have at least another player out there that's at least a little bit more focused, which gives him you know a few more milliseconds or even a few more seconds in some points to make a decision. And if you give him that much time, he's just going to burn you every time. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. So... It was a great result. Klinsmann now three zero and three. He's undefeated against Mexico. That's something, especially with all that, all the stuff you know flying around with Klinsmann, having him out. That's definitely something you can cling to, though, and something that I would show as a, pri- a point of pride for his regime so far.
1: I agree, um, and we're talking about a good. I mean, obviously, they didn't throw out their best side either, did we? But. Mexico's got a good squad, and they played. They played very well in the World Cup, and realistically, no penal,
0: I don't think that was a penalty. They could have got farther in the World Cup. Oh yeah, they definitely could have. Uh, speaking of maybe excuses, um, well, uh, the field, the field in Texas, that was absolutely terrible. Now it wasn't any. Uh, CMU wasn't any uh, CMU IM fields. It wasn't that it's bad, but yeah, it was pretty damn close. I'm yeah. just gonna say that
1: yeah, yeah. when you could see players clearly slipping out there. I mean, it affects both teams, yeah. but yeah, I'm but, like okay, this is. I mean, this is a pretty um, uh, high intensity, high profile friendly game. You you gotta. They knew it's happening. Oh yeah,
0: and it was. It's the U.S.'s fault. It's on their home turf, yeah. so it it. You can say that maybe it helped the U.S., but I don't really think it did. Both teams were struggling. Nick Ramondo nearly had a howler with it bouncing up on mm-hmm. him early. But overall, you know, it not if, when you can see Brown, not usually a place that you would want to play. Yeah. But, yeah, you just got to – but now U.S., they've got two straight now. You just got to feel that they're they're kind of getting it together, getting ready for that Gold Cup game, ready for, mm-hmm. you know, a big spot in what would be the Confederation Cup in Russia in
1: 2017. Yeah, I think uh, it's their time to shine. and if they can do it with this squad, they I think it's just the culmination of grabbing the players that can play together um, and just bringing them together and playing together for the Gold Cup because it may not seem like a big deal, but the Gold Cup is a
0: very big deal. Oh, yes, especially since that's the really only trophy the U.S. Mm-hmm. gets to compete for outside of a World Cup, right. which doesn't happen nearly as much. Maybe one we'll, we'll, one last thing for this game, maybe assign just a letter grade here. What are you thinking about a letter grade for maybe the whole team here?
1: I would give it a B. I would I would give it a B. I mean, obviously not great. I think the Mexican goalkeeper uh, had a couple blunders, especially in the Aguadel goal. But I mean, it's the good ideas that uh, uh, that are coming together. Zardes didn't mean to pass it to Morris, but he made the run anyway. Some good fortune happens, to, you know, when you when you make the right runs. So. Uh, yeah, overall they did a good job. Not
0: great, but um, they got the job done. I will give the team a B plus. obviously with the players there. It's not always going to be the best, but I'm giving Klinsman an A just simply because he finally finally put Michael Bradley where he needs to be. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much that's made me angry so far with him not I, playing him I feel right, like so. he has to know that. He I, has I, to. I don't know. We'll get it together for what yeah, counts. So i got confidence We so. will get it together. Uh, we'll just <laughs> – Hey, we'll move on from that. We'll get to some action that also already happened with the Champions League starting Tuesday. Tuesday was ugly, Cody. I agree. I, I did not <laughs> want to watch soccer. I, well, I wanted to watch it, but it was just an eyesore. We'll start with that Letty Real Madrid nil nil the final. Uh, it was ugly, but still got to think that's a good result for Real just to get out of get out of there with a you know just yeah. take it back home and
1: yeah. Uh man, this next game is gonna be. One hell of a game to mm-hmm. watch. It, you know, it came. It was a high-intensity game. It got a bit sloppy, got a bit dirty, but it's kind of what you expect in a derby like that. So, I mean, it set. As much
0: as it wasn't a great game to watch, it mm-hmm. sets you up for the next game. Yeah, I still think Raul's a little lucky since Carvajal probably should have been uh, sent off for mm-hmm. that punch. Uh, Mario Mandzukic, the human punching bag, <laughs> just can't. Oh, I really want him to put one home in the away leg. I'm not sure where that one's gonna go, but that one will be good to watch. Uh. Other match that happened that day, Juventus won AS Monaco 0. Was not a penalty, going to say that right away off the <laughs> bat, so this should be nil-nil. But, hey, it's a good result for AS Monaco going to uh, France. They've only allowed uh, five goals this season, only conceded, so that's after this most recent one. So yeah, you gotta, you got to really feel for them, especially since other outside of Arsenal's offensive explosion against them, they've been pretty solid. I agree. I, I mean, it sucks to go
1: back to the it wasn't a penalty talk, but it wasn't a penalty... But uh, my God, was was it a sweet taken penalty? Oh yeah, that was as 90s as it could have got. Yeah, so, but I, uh, don't, I won't knock that.
0: Usually, I wouldn't say uh, you know, ball don't lie, but you got oh, the <sighs> ball was sweet. The ball yeah. was sweet. It was a sweet. It was a, it's a little lie. Yeah, I was scared at first. I was like, "Oh, he might have." Yeah, he was closest guy in that. I love going for glory, but oh, if he misses, he makes it. If he makes it, he's a genius. If he misses it, he's an asshole. That's literally (laughs) it. So that's all you can say about that. That's True. Moving on to Wednesday, we got Barcelona and PSG. Barcelona three, PSG one. Rest in peace, David (laughs) Luiz. Oh, if you didn't see it, Luis Suarez murdered, and when I mean murdered, in cold blood, murdered David Luiz on the field. He needed to take a seat. Oh, David Luiz, he's a midfielder, but everybody keeps playing at defense, and I hope people realize that after that high-profile mistake. (laughs) I tried to find the Luis Suarez screams, uh no, I might have found it but I don't yeah, know. This was that, a this that was might a, be right This there. was a really good match though. Uh PSG gets that little yeah, Unfortunately, yeah,
1: unfortunately they had they struggled with a lot of injuries and Eber couldn't be there mm-hmm. which is big. You know, they only lost by 2 which I mean it sounds like a lot but PSG I mean PSG is a good team. They have a chance to come back <laughs> but uh uh yeah. I do like to point out on that David Luiz blunder um the outside back, I'm not. It might have been Maxwell. I'm not sure who's playing uh, right back or Vanderveel. but um, he stepped up on the ball, missed it, and then stepped on the ball again, and literally left Di- um, David Luiz wide open by himself. Yep. Uh, it was rough. You can't. I, it's like they were like still like 40 mm-hmm. yards from the net. You can't press there. Mm-hmm. So I it, still, it, as much as it is his fault,
0: because you don't step yeah. your back leg. Yep. It it isn't too. Uh, PSG. They're a really. They got a lot of talent. I just don't think they have quite the talent as a Barcelona. They go for big name signings. <laughs> yeah. David Luiz was not worth the money. As a uh, ch- as a <laughs> as a Chelsea fan, glad he's doing that for them instead of us. Yeah, not worth it. But um, here's a. I got I got uh, I got Suarez screaming like a girl here. So uh, it's on my laptop. Sorry for a bad audio <sighs> quality, but. That is so R2D2 if you didn't hear that like oh my goodness especially I still, I especially, still can't believe that's real especially with the first especially with the uh second uh, Star Wars trailer being uh, yeah released, released today, today yeah so good just losing mind we're talking his about mind.
1: we're talking about the supposed tough guy that bites people oh yeah i get uh, and he's got a, a
0: cute and cuddly <laughs> heck of a scream on oh my man. gosh well we'll leave the star wars comparisons <laughs> to the raving geeks but on to the next great one here. plug on, i want on that to be wednesday. known that's a great plug <laughs> on wednesday we hey we're we're trained professionals so we're trained professionals, podcasting kings. <laughs> Anyway, on to the last game of the Champions League quarterfinals here in the opening uh, round, we have Porto three, Bayern one. Oh, Porto! Porto! Oh my God! The greatest tax ever two seen. Two goals in the opening ten minutes by uh, Correia. Send by, the my the Bayern medical team packing. I don't know if you saw this. The Bayern did, medical yeah. team got sacked after this match, being cited as the reason for their loss. I don't believe. Any of that, I'm calling BS on you, Bayern. I just think your players were not ready to come out for this match at all. That's just what I saw. Yeah. I
1: agree. I thought Porto deserved it. Yeah. They really deserved it. And I'm I'm happy because, I mean, everyone's like, oh, poor, oh, Bayern gets another easy draw, and they got uh who was it last, last, uh, what was their last
0: draw? Oh, it was Shock Donuts. Oh, Shakhtar Donetsk, yeah. They beat 7-0. Yeah,
1: who they beat 7 That's not going to happen against Porto. As much as I, Porto scored three goals, mm-hmm. one
0: was a penalty, but they only conceded one yeah. against the Bayern Munich. I I think they literally took a stick and poked and poked <laughs> Bayern's mascot, Bernie the Bear, and they've woken a sleeping giant. That's what I think. I think it's going to be f- like I I it might be 3-1 going back, we're going to see some extra time, which would be great, but I, would hope so. I think they might because you know, they don't have any con- there's no contest in the league because they're up by now what is like 14, 15 <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah, so that's so they have X no sport, pressure you know. there and there's just been no pressure in the Champions League. So Tiago's back. Yep, I think this is gonna wake, This is gonna awaken them, and hopefully it's, they'll get their it's act gonna, together. It's
1: gonna test Porto, yeah. and Neuer was forced to make some good saves. Yeah. Still, yeah. So, so it, it'll um, be
0: interesting. The, this is why you watch Champions League. Here. Oh yeah, because there'll be a surprise like this. Oh, if we could get if we could get Porto. If we could somehow get Porto, PSG, AS Monaco, and Letty in the final, I know that that wouldn't happen, that that wouldn't be the semifinals. Probably. If we could just get three of them, that would be great. I'd be okay with it, yeah. yeah be it. Be, oh, just some,
1: and then you see all the bandwagon fans day. next season yep. hop
0: on. Yep. Oh, but <laughs> Porto, oh, I love Porto. Uh, uh, did they play in Spain? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, no. yeah, Spanish, yeah, Spain. The Spanish uh, League, no, too. Portugal, for any of you who uh, are... Unfamiliar, unfamiliar or League. starting to jump on that bandwagon. Better clean that up right away. <laughs> Jose Mourinho, you're uh, probably one of your most famous alum, you could mm-hmm. say. So there you go, bandwagoners. There's your little kit. Get ready for that. Uh, man, trade in those Bayern shirts for a Porto shirt. Yeah. Uh, if you want to sell me your Bayern shirt, it'd be great. You yeah, know, we'll I'll, take it. We yeah, will take it. We will take We will, we will hang it up that.
1: at our uh, little podcast office. office yeah. Yeah.
0: For like the next two weeks. And then there may be a rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to take it back. <laughs> Uh, speaking of rock paper scissors, Manchester Derby, uh, I'm pretty sure that Manchester United brought the rock, yeah, and um, City brought the scissors. <laughs> it was ugly. I don't know. Uh, just uh, Cody, I know that you're the uh, the uh, resident Manchester aficionado. Four two to Manchester United. Just what did you see on? Uh, what what'd you see that on Sunday?
1: I woke, first of all, I woke up early to watch a Chelsea game. and Barely you know, squeaked through. Yeah, they really did. Get uh, in there, I, <laughs> Yeah, I thought Drogba, on that note, had one of the worst games I've oh ever God. seen a striker play. But so after that boring game, I'm just super excited. I go in there, first 10 minutes, uh, Man U's down 1 0 to who else? Uh, and I'm scared because Manchester City is flying out of the gates on Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Uh he just now us gets a breakaway, De Gea is on playing on his head again. And then they started to work it around. They started one goal, two goal, three goal, four. Unfortunately they let in the second they I thought they should have had a five. Mm-hmm. Um but the one thing that did scare me out of that game because he's so instrumental in every win, is Michael Carrick walked off the field and we have a thirty percent higher win ratio
0: when we have Michael Carrick in the midfield. Yeah. Hey, I did predict that both these teams were going to finish with ten. I didn't. I did say it would be by car. I actually, I may have not said by card. so I may have been right with Manchester United leaving with ten. That's but true. That's not exactly what I. That's a good point. Yeah, I. But it was just I wasn't able to watch most of it because there was a five k. I I wasn't running, but I was helping out, mm. and I just came back and I couldn't. I just couldn't believe it. It was. It, did like, you happen to shocking. see the company tackle? Oh yes, uh, the man did is you say a walking it's red god. It was tough. for Yeah, me. it was really tough because that's late, especially just the way he dives in because he goes off of both feet yeah. to get in. Which, should, which, uh, once again, we're getting the benefit of slow replay. But that he was—I re- think he was lucky to not get a red. I but, think uh, so too. As quoting one of my roommates, Vincent Company, the walking yellow card. He just okay. is. Every match he's in, even just every match, it seems he gets a yellow card. Yeah, some
1: are smart. Some are. Eh.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> he's uh, just that big bald head. He's got to get it through there. Gotta get a yellow card. <laughs> it's like that's the, how he starts his game so like right. I'll get yellow and then I'll start. You
1: know, yeah. So it's like it the smart. sun.
0: It's like the Sunday league games. You know, <laughs> get in there, and make sure that they know you're there. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a. I just couldn't believe it when I came back. But hey, it it happened, and I'm. I can't say I'm not. I'm not happy. It
1: about sets it. up for a great match
0: this weekend. A great match this weekend. Sticking with Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester United, Chelsea sit first with a game in hand. 73 points, Manu sit in third with 65. This is going to be uh, this, one, this one's going to be monstrous. Chelsea though are undefeated in their last 16 home matches, undefeated against Manu in their last 7. Now, you can throw history to the wind cuz Costa and Remy are out, not that neither of them have been there for a lot. It's just with Chelsea, with Drago up top, that's going to be very rough. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, looked, I agree. He looks poor. He's he's old. I gave and... I, I tweeted out publicly that I gave him a one
1: match rating Ooh. out of ten.
0: He was just he's not. It felt like yeah. he was
1: playing two
0: button in FIFA. Yep, it really did. I <laughs> uh, I think I think maybe even though he's not playing that much, I think the season might be gained to him. It's a long training season. Yeah, uh, I agree. Thirty for how old he is? Yeah, he, yeah. It's it's gonna be. Oh, it, I think it, uh, it's not going to be good for Chelsea. I don't think they have many attacking options. Luckily, their defenders can score, mm-hmm. but right now, with how Manchester United's just on fire at the moment, it's going to be tough to yeah. you know pick against them.
1: You know, if if they have Michael Carrick, if Manchester United has Michael Carrick, which I haven't heard anything on his news, I'm ho- hoping it's just just a knock. He's all right, but uh, I I have Manchester United winning, especially after seeing Chelsea's last game. Um, and knowing the, uh, I don't want to blame it on Mourinho, but he, when he risked that injury from Costa, yeah. he yeah. immediately feels the uh, the thrash of, of uh, muscle injuries. Definitely, recurrent.
0: he he shouldn't have started him so early there, and well played him, didn't start him, but start bringing yeah. him back yet. Uh see, the problem is Chelsea's just good at grinding out games. I'm they are, they really know. are. I agree. Uh, Which is why I think they're good at finding result and they're also very good at finishing their chances when they're given them they don't miss many chances mm-hmm. against big clubs so i'm thinking more of a 1-1 draw similar to maybe well not in the exact way it happened but very similar to the one earlier this mm-hmm. season just because uh, these two teams are maybe it will probably end i think they'll end up the top two in the league and chelsea's just found more ways to win this season uh, i think they have two but i think I just think that Manchester
1: United's in the better form, and they got they got all their players coming back. Um, I my prediction's uh, three to one, and um, I've been really really pleased by
0: um, Ando Herrera how mm-hmm. he's been playing lately. Oh yeah. Well, that will be your warm up on Saturday afternoon, or is it Sunday? I'm remember. actually not even sure. I uh, see. I. It's am, been uh, a very busy it's, week, and it's also with that whole FA Cup, which yeah. we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. next um i'm just not sure when exactly it was going to be especially because you got the arsenal one at 12 on saturday so i would figure that it would be the the it would be before that uh let's i'm just not sure you know it's been a busy week um i guess uh we'll just go straight in we'll we'll probably touch back on that here in a second um we'll go into the fa cup we got semi-final action here you got two big clubs. You got two small clubs, and they're they're on opposite sides. So you have Arsenal and Reading. Oh, Arsenal and Reading, a a a wonderful fixture to see. Ever since that seven five match, where, where uh, Arsenal came back, just a fantastic one. But you got to favor Arsenal going forward here, right? You oh, you can't bet against
1: Arsenal. You cannot bet against Arsenal in the
0: form they're in. Oh yeah, especially because Arsenal have won their last 8 matches, which is the longest streak they've ever had since or I should say since the Invincibles. Really? Yes, That's I looked at one. I looked at Also the game the game is uh Saturday the 18th 12:30. Ooh, right at the same, same time. time. Oh, a slight to Arsenal there. I don't think Arsenal fans are going to like that. No. But uh Oh, yeah, back the, to this. Yeah. Yeah, since the Invincibles. I found that on whoscored.com. And it's I have website if you guys yeah, have not checked I out. I haven't I'm I usually trust their sources, so I'm gonna believe yeah. them there. I you know, I don't have the time to go through all of <laughs> Arsenal's know, history here to see if they've won eight games in a row since 2000, 2002. But Arsenal have scored at least four goals in their last three matches against Reading. And they've uh, they won they were winning at uh halftime and full time of six of those. They have six out of their last eight matches mm-hmm. against Redding. They've been leading at both halftime and full-time. And uh, they don't have any uh, Oxlade, Chamberlain, or Arteta, but it's just just it's gonna not going to be close, especially because Redding are on a five-match losing streak <sighs> at the moment. Ever since they got into the semifinal, they can't get a win in their lower division, which means they're just focusing on this, which could be bode well for them, but Arsenal's just too good right now. I'm saying two nil, and that is being conservative. Oh, f- I'm not going that. I'm going
1: four nil on this one. Uh, Santa Cazorla, or should I say Cthorla. Cthorla. Um and um, and uh, one of my personal favorites to watch. I've always loved him, Rosicki. Yeah. I think I think they're just gonna they're just gonna handle him in the midfield, and then.
0: Guess who's finally scoring goals? <laughs> Olivier <Giroux. laughs> Giroud. Hey, he can score him against English Premier League clubs, just not when you put him over in France. That's true. Man. Hey, Who would have hey, thought? Hey, well, uh, we will have a happy Ken McDonald after this. <laughs> you know, shout out to the uh, journalism professor. Hopefully, he is listening. Uh, hopefully, he's not too mad about my Arsenal Chelsea double alliance that yeah, I have Yeah, the, the London but, alliance. Hey, hey, I like soccer early, and that's just what seemed to happen. But anyway, we will move on. Two two teams that are not Chelsea or Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool and Aston Villa. Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough because Sturge is out, Alana's out. But Aston Villa, if you look at the, their injury slash suspension list, it's nuts. I think they have like nine players missing. Yeah. So this is gonna be an absolute miracle. Especially Aston Villa's got to feel happy about how they've been coming in, really been uh, playing well. Uh, beat Spurs. But I think their magic runs out here, uh, especially because Martin Skirtle's back. I know Christian Benteke's really been carrying uh, mm-hmm. really <laughs> Aston Villa. Has, yeah. But Martin Skirtle, he's too good. He's going to be too good. I'm going to go on Aston Villa in on this really? one. I'm going to
1: go 1-0 Aston Villa because Tim Sherwood has turned that team around. and They just got some kind of charisma, some mm-hmm. kind of like... Never say die attitudes, USA type stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's San, San Jose too, stuff right yeah, there. Never say die they're, they're just too, they're too big to go down, and they're just on such a high note. They took down
0: Tottenham, and I, and then I, Liverpool. God knows what's going on in Liverpool. I know that it's a little rough, but I think they're going to come together for this, especially with the trophy getting... Ever so close. Yeah. Uh, I think they win three uh, one. just Martin Squirrel's gonna shut them down, but they'll figure they'll figure out how to score. skittle, skittle. Well, that should wrap it up for this week, but um, just a quick reminder, because we always love to plug our MLS That's here, true. our our, our, uh, our league here in the United States. Uh, at the time of recording right now, it's the 57th minute. Uh, New York City and Philadelphia are still at 0-0, but looking forward to the rest of your weekend on Friday, you got the New York Red Bulls versus San Jose at 7 p.m. If any of you have Unimas, uh, check that one out, New York Red Hot. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they've only played four matches this season. Uh DC and Houston will be playing at 7 p.m. Uh, you got or, you got That's Columbus, Saturday. Orlando. That's Saturday. These are all Saturday. But Columbus, Orlando, gotta look forward to that one. Gotta the the, the <laughs> battle of the struggling Reds. You got Dallas versus Toronto this weekend. I have no idea what's one. going on with Dallas. That'll be them. a rough one. Seattle versus Colorado. Uh, Peter favorite. he's uh, favorite. Like uh, to say,
1: yeah, we are. Completely wrong in our Colorado. Yep,
0: completely wrong, and uh, <laughs> oh, whatever, I, I'm i over it. Colorado is just frustrating. Uh, <laughs> other big one to watch this weekend, L.A. versus Sporting Kansas City. That is on Saturday, once again, only if you have that live. That's probably going to be the only way you're going to be able to watch that. And then the big soccer Sunday that uh, Fox Sports that and like ESPN no have just been plugging away on, Philadelphia, New England. That is on ESPN2 at 5 p.m. on Sunday. And then the nightcap at Fox Sports at 7 p.m. You got NYCFC versus Portland. That'll be a beauty to watch. But you heard us mention Peter McGahee. We actually got to sit down with the CMU women's soccer coach this past week, and we are happy to announce that we have a podcast with him coming out later next week, so stay tuned for that. We talk all about your local team here, the CMU women's soccer team, and we also talk a little bit of Women's World Mm -hmm. Cup. We get into a little bit of just his little idiosyncrasies, too. It was a really good time. We hope you'll join us later in the week for that, but for tonight... On this wonderful Thursday when I became an LA Sparks fan, we have to say goodbye. Cody, what is the Twitter handle? Uh, You can follow me at cbones8, that's cbones with a z at Neil and Sports. We'll be happy to talk a soccer to you. I'm I'm still sad. I still haven't gotten a shout-out from Twitter, from the uh, podcast here. But, hey, maybe this will be the week that finally does it. We're going to keep plugging. We're going to keep plugging away. We're going to keep doing this. Thank you once again for uh, joining us. Enjoy the soccer this weekend. And just go L.A. Sparks. (laughs) Go L.A. Sparks. Have a good night, everybody.